0: What is going on, FCS football fans? Welcome to the FCS Opening Drive Podcast, presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I am David Hassig, and to my left, the man with the orange tie, the <laughs> czar of the playbook. Emery Hunt, Emery, good morning. Good morning, man. What's going on? It is a great day because it's preview season, man. I can't believe this. It is our Big Sky Conference preview today, folks. We're going to be going team by team. We're going to be talking about all the highlights from last year. All the predictions for this year We're also going to have a special guest The senior editor of the FCS Stats website Craig Haley will be on with us At some point during the show here And he'll be talking Big Sky with us As we go forward Folks, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the FCS kickoff, at FCS opening drive, and follow my man Emery at Fball Game Plan. He's everywhere. He's even in Canada. Yeah, he saw it, me last other week, right? He's up in he's north yeah. of the border, folks. Football, yeah. football doesn't rest. <laughs> don't forget, follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search Football Game Plan in the podcast section, and while you're there, subscribe and give us a five star rating. Also, go to youtube.com/slash Football for all your football game plan content and FootballGamePlan.com. Big Sky Week. We've got all the helmets in here. we got Cal Poly represented. we got
1: Montana State represented, Idaho State. Cal Davis. we got East of Washington. And if you're not represented on this helmet uh, display, feel free to shoot us a DM on Twitter and send us a mini helmet. Mini helmet, T-shirt, you
0: know, whatever you want to send us. It, it, it's, it, it's only good for you. I'll wear an extra large. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with a large. I'll, I'll go with a large. I'm not. I'm about I, to say you on a large, Dave. Dave. I don't go to the gym. And what does you do, Dave? A large. All right, fine. Extra large. All right. Fine. I'm
1: an extra large. You <laughs> <gonna say.
0: laughs> fine. Extra large. Fine. All right. You made your point. Fine. <laughs> Folks, let's talk. Let's get into this. This is going to be a weekly thing. We're going to go conference by conference in alphabetical order because we do not show any favoritism here. Bingo. Just, just because your team won the last couple of national titles does not mean your conference is going first. Are you out Sorry. the gates on fire?
1: You're really trying to get people in your mentions already.
0: I'm trying to get people to realize that there's more talent than just two conferences.
1: There is. And
0: we're going to talk about one that was a very popular conference last year, and that is the Big Sky Conference. Really one of the more... You could almost call them the third or fourth best conference in FCS last year. They really had a tremendous season, several teams making the postseason. But let's talk about some of the news notes. Only one coaching change happened uh, this year in the offseason. Several conferences, we've had a ton of turnover. Not so much in the Big Sky, but a change at the helm at one of the, really the marquee programs of Big Sky football. And that is the University of Montana has had a changing of the guard. Uh, what, what was the what was the phrase they used to use up there? Stit happens, and unfortunately, it did for Coach Stitt. He was uh, he did not have his contract renewed uh, by the University of Montana, but it's not like they're going away from their bread and butter. They're bringing back an old familiar face uh, to Grizzly Land, and that is Bobby Hawk coming back. He was the head coach of Montana from 2003 to 2009. He then went to UNLV, then became the special teams coordinator at San Diego State. He is now back where he had a ton of success as in charge of the Montana Grizzlies. He led them to seven consecutive NCAA appearances in the postseason, got them to the championship back in three of those years, got into to the semifinal another time. Could we see Montana rise back up this season with uh, Coach
1: Hawk at the helm? Uh, I believe so. Uh, first of all, they went 7-4 last year, so but they missed the playoffs. And, uh, you know, when you're Montana, you expect to go to the playoffs, marquee right? Marquee program. Marquee program, big Big, uh let's say blue blood, right? But you talk about Coach Hawk, right? And the the outstanding run he had with Montana in the first go around, but and it's tough to win at UNLV because of where it is. It's a tough. I mean, yeah, it's a tough situation. It's a tough to situation, right? It's it's real tough to win there. So I'm not gonna knock him for that. But quietly, as a special team coordinator at San Diego State, they were one of the best special teams in the country. So the guy can coach, and he's coming back to Montana and. The cupboard is not bare. Gress Jensen is coming off a fantastic freshman season, 20 touchdowns, I believe. Um, you know, not no more than 10 interceptions. And they got a, a, a two-headed monster in the backfield running the football. And they also have a really good receiver in Jerry Lewis McGee. So the cupboard is not bare. The offense will see a huge um, uptick in production, more so than what we saw last year coming from Montana. So, yes, this is a great hire. Sometimes you got to go back to what you know. He can bring – I, I don't want to use the phrase, but I will use the phrase he can restore the roar out there in Missoula. Mm. i got to make it out to Missoula. Missoula seems like a fun fun city.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. You talk about covered, not dry. Montana was second in scoring offense last season in the conference. They were sixth in total defense, which was kind of their undoing, especially late in games. That's what kind of led to their, uh, what was it, four losses last year. Right. So you're right. There's There's absolutely things for him to work with. He knows the area. He knows how to recruit up that way. He's gonna have a little bit more of a challenge probably because North Dakota State has come to prominence and they are moving into that territory. We've seen them bringing a lot of guys from that upper northwest area, obviously with their dominance in national title games. But I, I think it's certainly it's gonna be interesting to watch and see if uh, Montana coming back, especially losing to Montana State last year. That might have been the last nail in the coffin for
1: Coach Stitt, too. Well and losing the brawl of the wild. Right. You can't you, you can't lose your rivalry game, but he's also gonna start off this season with the with a banger against Northern Iowa. Mm, that could be very... That's going to be a great game. Could that be intrigue? No, that's going to be a, a heavyweight fight. That's, okay. That's, I w- if you're going to give a game intrigue, it would be the following week against Drake. Mm. But that's not intrigue. Mm. Drake is not going to mm. have a chance against mm. Montana. Okay. Right. It's too early, but I, 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 can, <laughs> I can rest assured Drake won't have a chance against my uh, Montana. Before we get into a,
0: a full recap of the Big side, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of other uh, quick news and notes. Couple of big players coming back from injury as well uh, for this season, namely uh, Joe Prothro and Emmanuel Butler, uh, back after they were lost for the season last year. What are these two te- uh, kids going to bring back to their teams? Hopefully, at full strength.
1: Yeah, Prothro is the big piece of that offense. You uh, know they run a triple option out there at Cal Poly. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought he was gone, but they gave him the year back. And the reason why I found it out is because our guest that will be coming on shortly, Craig Haley, notified me that, ah. you know, because I had him as a as Inside draft prospect. sources. Yeah, Craig, Craig is always Inside on resources. it. This is why we bring Craig on. Yes. And so Pro Throw coming back is going to be big for that offense. Also, uh, Butler. But shout out to Elijah Marks, who stepped up big. And he's now, I think he's now with the Arizona Cardinals um, on their, on their train, in a training camp. So he's got an opportunity. But they get Butler back, 6'4", 220, mm-hmm. NFL receiver. Along with an NFL quarterback and a, a a great defense already in place, so they're getting him back. And also, shout out to Southern Utah; they're getting back Chine- Chinedo, uh Anahu. I, I can't pronounce. I, I, it's a tough name.
2: It, it is, a, but a, they get him back a lot. About he was he was a good one, right?
1: <laughs> and you also look at Eastern Washington getting back J.T. Tooley. Yes, he was. A, he's another pro prospect that was missing last year. They get him back. So there's a lot of people returning to these lineups you know and um i'm excited to see because those who guys those guys are premier players they're impact players and they're going to help these teams significantly with their return and
0: it's good it's every team's going to need all hands on deck because last year's big sky conference was an absolute dogfight southern utah uh winning the conference title technically it was a tie between them and weaver state both at seven one but southern utah did win the head-to-head matchup so they were the conference champion weaver state Also made the playoffs along with Northern Arizona, which nobody really saw coming Right Uh, at the beginning of the season. Eastern Washington, a normal power, misses. Sacramento State, some would say, snubbed. Montana missed out. 2017 in the Big Sky was really kind of unpredictable, but it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and we thought a team like North Dakota would have gotten in. They were not good at all. No. Portland State didn't win the game. UC Davis, we talked about it on this podcast, and so we was like, hold on, this might be... They, they, Dan Hawkins had something going. They might be on, on a roll. Uh, but they start to t- uh, wane late in the season, but yep. they returned to trem- their quarterback. Uh, Meyer is a real good one, and Keelan Doss is a legit NFL prospect that decided to come back. So that's how good of a prospect he was. Yep. He had a chance to declare early. So, yes, those teams are also in the mix, and Idaho State could be in the mix as well. They have a really... the uh, Guella Brothers. I hope that's how you pronounce their, their last name, or even if they're related, but you, it's hard to have that <laughs> same last name and not be related. I,
0: I, I think it's a pretty good bet. That, yeah. Yeah. That it, QB receiver combination, related. right? And let's talk about Weaver State, too, because remember, they made a deep run and they almost pulled off the shock of the year, almost beating JMU in the postseason, in the quarterfinals. Which would have just thrown everything into chaos. They should have won that game. And they should have won that game. They gave it away in the last couple of quarters. So the Big Sky, it's, it's not a conference you can say, eh, it's West Coast. You know, they just throw it around. You want to talk about just throwing the ball around. I mean, look at the Southern conferences. Let's, let's just talk about those. The for, Southland you know, in particular. Southland in particular. And SWAC. But the Big Sky is a very underrated conference top to bottom. And as you said, you got a team like Cal Poly, who only a couple of years ago were a postseason team. They were 1-10. I mean, we don't want to say that that's, you know, Prothero being injured completely, but it certainly didn't help. But you can see a team like that rebound just that quickly because they run that triple option offense. And, you know, I love some option football. So it'll be very interesting to see now, you know, what happens because you had several big players that are gone as well. Let's talk about a couple of those guys, some of the guys that have have graduated that have moved on that were key for their teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we talk about, NFL draft prospects, right? You look at um, Portland State, despite their winless season, um, they really had a you know a couple of guys get drafted or get signed with teams. You also look right. at uh, Idaho State losing Mario Jenkins, the linebacker. Um, Eastern Washington, you know, losing two of the, two of their key players. But I think ideally, when you look at teams, Weber State losing Cantwell, yeah. um, Stephen Cantwell, the quarterback, Andrew Vollard. They lost not, a lot. Yeah, they lost a lot. Weber He's, lost a lot. They year. lost a lot. You know, Southern Utah lost their quarterback, who was pretty decent, efficient, got them to the playoffs. Um, they lost a linebacker. I, you know, it's it's tough, man. And that's the part of the game that you really – that's why college football is unique. You yeah. know, you, you literally have four to five years in the FCS you do. In the FBS you're talking maybe two to five, right, depending right. on – who's redshirt and who's going to leave as a redshirt so- sophomore. But you don't see that in the FCS. But the Big Sky had a lot of pro talent, a lot of guys graduated. Uh, even the new team, Idaho, uh, yep. losing one of their linebackers, um, Lashley. He transferred up, Tony Lashley, he transferred from Idaho to Boise State. Right. So, And, you I mean, you were talking about Idaho as probably having the best linebacking core in the Big Sky. You, they lose one of their weapons. Now, they still have Kate Nellis, uh, but – Lashley was a was a big-time loss. But you also get, we talk about guys returning, Deion Harris, the corner. Yes. He returns to North Dakota. He was injured in the preseason and missed the entire year. Right. And, you know, so they had to go out there with Cole Reyes, uh, and it was going to be that one-two punch back right. then in the secondary, but
0: now they get Harris back, which is huge. Another name that I want to watch this year is Chris Murray as well, the running back from mm. Montana State. Ran for 1,100 yards last season, 10 touchdowns. Quarterback, I should say, but he's also a runner. Right. So you got – I mean you might as well call him a running back at that point but he had a tremendous season uh for Michigan's for uh, Montana State excuse me um but you said Keelan Doss as well I mean this guy could be a, a first round draft pick never mind you know a draftable prospect first round like people are putting him that high in some places. second first maybe second round um but it'll be interesting to see where they go from there I want to see how again Kyle Poly with Prothro getting him back that is huge because they had Jared Mohammed last year who was the top rusher in the conference. Mm-hmm. He's a senior, he's moving on. Um so it'll be interesting to see who can recover, who can again, who can rebuild. Um a lot of the top rushers in the conference were underclassmen um, from last season. A lot of the top quarterbacks were as well. You lost Patrick uh Patrick Tyler from Southern Utah. Um but you still have uh Gubrud is, still Gubrud there. Is, there. He, I, is still there. Meyer is still there. Kukas is still
1: there. I, I Gubrud is interesting man because like, he was supposed to be the premier player, passer, in the conference, and he got suspended a game. Yeah. Like it, it right really, at the end. Yeah. Right at the like end. When they needed a game to win.
0: Remember that? Yeah. We're just like, but remember, who they, I, they were playing, who were they playing? They were playing an easy you right. though, weren't they? So, that they kind of got away with it, but you're like, geez.
1: Like, I'm like, come on now. Like, this, how bad was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently bad enough. Goodness. But, but you're right. You know, you got Cookus. You got Gubrud. Um... You got the kid from Sacramento State played well. You you mentioned Meyer from UC Davis. Yes, they, I mean, this conference has some quarterbacks in it. Montana's quarterback, Jensen, is pretty good. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here on the Big Sky Preview. We're going to be talking to the senior editor of FCSStats.com, Craig Haley. He will be on in just a couple minutes. We're going to talk with him about last year in the big sky see what his thoughts are as well as what we're looking forward to the 2018 season there are plenty of big topics to talk about and then we will go and take a quick take team by team we're not going to go real in depth because there's a lot of teams it's the big sky we'll be talking about that as we go through
2: and we will be right back after this commercial break so you've been thinking about changing careers. Well, now's the perfect time to check out Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have nearby campuses in Stratford, Connecticut, Westbury, Long Island, and Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. Almost everything you hear on the radio, everything you see on television and on the Internet was made by a creative team of audio and video professionals. Producers, camera operators, sound designers. These are the people who work behind the scenes to make it happen. Connecticut School of Broadcasting can help you switch from your current career path to the more exciting world of audio and video production. We've placed thousands since
1: GoCSB.com.
0: Welcome back, folks, to the FCS Drive, opening drive podcast presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. David Hasegin here with the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. And we are now joined by a very special guest. Please welcome Craig Haley, the senior editor of FCSStats.com. Craig, thanks for coming on today. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Do, do you guys ever take a day off? No, <laughs> it <I mean, laughs> doesn't seem it. <laughs> I, I can
0: only speak for myself, Craig. I mean, I do, and I enjoy my sleep. Emery over here, <laughs> I, I swear he's part Android, so I don't, I don't yes. think that's uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, so, Craig, we want to just get your thoughts uh, real quick. Talking about, we were talking about the Big Sky Conference, and obviously, what a tremendously competitive conference it was last season. Um, and just a quick thoughts on what you saw last year out of. Uh, what was really a chaotic scene out in the out in the west coast
3: it's true i mean i think as the the conference has gotten bigger the big sky the biggest in the fcs in many ways it's the most fascinating conference overall because there's such great depth and every year we're seeing a major surprise or two you know last year southern utah we were tied for the state mm-hmm. for for the title and and you you had to You know, if you look down in the preseason poll, that's where those teams were because there's such depth, and it's crazy. I mean, seven teams in the playoffs the last two years and seven different teams. So, yes, it's just a fascinating league because it does go so deep. Last year, you know, Southern Utah and Weber, you know, pulling it out, you know, sharing the title. But I I just think it's a great race.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because when you look at the conference, um, you can understand talent maybe at Sacramento State. UC Davis, Cal Poly, but because of the high school talent. But you don't really uh, – it's, it's weird to see these teams be that good based off where they get their players from. You talked about – we were saying something Utah. I mean, Utah high school football is not known on a national scale. And So how talented are these teams and, and how great of a job are these coaches uh, doing as far as making guys want to come out there and play in the big sky?
3: Well, I mean, it's true that, uh, you know, Eastern Washington has really been the one team this decade that's, you know, had deep runs. You know, Weber did it last year, getting to the quarterfinals. But, but other, other than that, you know, hasn't quite, you haven't seen them go really, really far in the playoffs a lot of the teams. But I think you grow up in states, like you mentioned, you know, Utah, you know, a Montana. These are the, you know, you're you're state school there is, is, is what you strive for. You, you don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily leave the state. So they are getting the best players, say a Montana, Montana State, without having them leave. And and yes, other schools m- might look a little more nationally, but I, I just think without as many schools out in the, in the Northwest, you know, I think that's, that, that helps those schools. You look at like a North Dakota state in the Missouri Valley. I mean, they own that region just because there's not a lot of schools. And I think you find that a little bit in the Big Sky country as well.
0: It's like the anti-New Jersey. Nobody wants to stay at Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to so stay at Rutgers. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, 2018, though, Craig. And we, you talked about intrigue. You talked about death. More death being added. The Idaho Vandals moving down from FBS, really kind of moving back to where they belong. They didn't belong in the Sunbelt Conference uh, at the fESl, they move back to the big sky this year what 's going to happen now that the vandals are back in the mix
3: well it 's probably going to come down to whether they can you know, replace uh, matt, matt line and their, their quarterback last year I mean mm-hmm. they, they had an, a number of c- candidates you know trying to win the job, including uh, paul Petrino's son Mason you know who wins that job there 's going to be a lot of pressure because it seems like there 's a lot of other place uh, pieces in place when you 're dropping from you know the FBS level, yes. You know the, you have talented players, but so much does revolve around the quarterback, especially in the Big Sky, which is you know such a quarterback-driven league. I think I think they're going to be very competitive. I think they're going to be there in the end. I, I've i seen conflicting views. I mean, some people just think they're going to go in and, and do you know dominate mm-hmm. right away. Yep. Others, you know, I talked to and I, I've talked to a good four or five people that cover the league. Some of them have them third. Some of them have them four. So. It's very, you know, nobody really has a grasp on, on how good they're going to be. I, I think they're a top 25 team. I don't think they're like a top 10 team that's just going to come in and dominate. But I, I think you have to put them in the equation as, as being a title contender.
1: Yeah, that's why I kind of have them, Craig. I, I kind of have them right now as third, you know, um, mm-hmm. because I feel like their depth along the line of scrimmage is, is what the difference is. You know, everyone can get skilled players, but can you get guys up front? But you you touched on it about the quarterbacks in this conference man you talk about case cookers you talk about the kid out of uc davis guru is going to be back um idaho state how impressive is the quarterbacks in this <laughs> in this conference man
3: this is a tremendous year for it i mean um and it's always you know a high-flying kind of leg, but uh you know you have to have one to compete you know even the you know the team's uh you know, that have come up the last few years, like, you know, Weaver brought in Stephen Cantwell, you know, Sac State had, had Patrick Tyler. I mean, they they had quality quarterbacks that we all had to learn about once they brought him in. But yes, I, I think it's a great year. I think, you know, Gage Goobruth certainly motivated off a down year after being so dominant two years ago, Gage at, at you know, Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot at, at Montana is now riding on Dalton Sneed coming in and doing well because hmm. you know uh, you know Greg Jensen being gone and then and, and you know probably irked that that Bobby Howick brought in you know a transfer. So you know I, I just think it's a great year. I mean there, there's so many we can sit and talk about so many. I mean look, look at Chris Murray. We've named all these quarterbacks and there's Chris <laughs> Murray sitting at Montana yeah. State. I mean there's just a tremendous amount of quarterbacks in the league this year.
1: Yeah, how fitting is it that you know Chris Murray is being coached by denarius mcgee who's a similar player as murray that has to help out a, a little bit more for him going in
3: and uh, yes that that's the style that that wins there you know like that dual threat I, I think it's a big year for chris murray um you know to take it to another level obviously you know he can be a thousand yard rusher but you know he has to you know improve his accuracy as a passer but i, I think they're a team that's in contention uh, i i think you know they, they have a very tough schedule if you look at it, though, but I, I think they're one of seven, if not eight, teams that have legitimate playoff hopes this year in the Big Sky.
0: Well, let's talk about that for a minute, Craig. And Last year, obviously, was a year of big surprises in the Big Sky with you know, Northern Arizona and Southern Utah coming up and supplanting for at least one year Eastern Washington and your Montanas. Is there, is there any team that you think that could really surprise in the Big Sky that nobody is really looking at?
3: Well, if you're going to talk surprise, you probably have to look towards, like, a Sacramento State. Mm. Um, you know, Kevin Thompson, there's another quarterback. He was tremendous last year. He, he got hurt, you know, later in the season, and if they get a healthy year out of him. They, they certainly have some, some big-time players on defense for the FCS level. Their safety, Mr. Uh, Harriel and, and George Obina, you know, playing defensive end. That's a team that, you know, that's 7-4, and four, and I thought they came out of nowhere because I, I didn't foresee that right. last year. Right you know, they're, they're, they could be ready for the next step. Um, I just think, you know, we could sit here and, and name so many teams, and then, then you get to that team that's like sixth or seventh that you mentioned, you're like, wow, I forgot that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and many times it seems year to year that's, that's the situation with Southern Utah. I mean, here they are sharing the title last year, and every year they seem to be like seventh or eighth in the poll, and, and there's validity to it just because there's so many deep teams. But, you know, Northern Arizona, where you know there's another team. You know they have a lot back on defense, and obviously Case Cookus. uh... You know I just think there's so many teams in this race. I still believe Eastern Washington's the team to beat, just because they probably should have been in the playoffs last year and might have been a dangerous team. You know at seven and four, but you know this year they're motivated and they have a ton of seniors. So I think they're the team to beat, but. You know, again, I think it's seven, eight deep this year. I think it's
0: safe to say Eastern Washington's angry going into this season. Not just not just determined; they're angry. I think after last year being snubbed, I think Sacramento State was a snub last year too. Emory, both of we, we both said it that the Hornets well, probably should have been in there.
3: It's true. I mean, the the bubble, as you guys know, was so deep last year. <sighs> oh, don't in get the me <laughs> A bunch of teams lost that last weekend of the regular season, so it. it, it it maybe became a little clearer, but there were there were a number of teams. Eastern Washington, one of them, that clearly should have been mad. Again, you're you're always going to have somebody who's upset or doesn't make the playoffs, but their track record and and really their four losses were were to really strong teams. You know, Texas Tech. Uh, North Dakota State, and they lost to the two Big Sky co-champs. So it's not like they they lost to any bad teams along the way. So yeah, they they are an angered team, and 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 maybe you know they are the team to beat. No
0: one be, we'll be, as as Peay, be no one <laughs> will be as mad as Austin P. Though, let's be honest. No one will be as mad as Austin P.
1: Craig, last last one for me. Um, how big of a problem can North Dakota, being an independent, but yet playing a full at least a Big Sky, isn't as petty as the MIAC and they're allowing North Dakota to (laughs) compete. Um, So how big of an issue are flying the Ointment can North Dakota be uh, in this division? Because they really can screw things up by being good.
3: You're exactly right, Emory. I mean, their games are going to count for their opponents, and – you know they're a, they're better than a three and eight team, North Dakota. You know they they had a really down year last year. Obviously, two years ago they they won nine games and and tied for the title without losing a Big Sky game. I, I think that the key here is, you know, they're playing eight teams in in the Big Sky, so they're not playing everybody. It's going to benefit a team that doesn't play them. That uh... you know, like in Eastern Washington, doesn't play them, where you know Montana does or Weber State does. So. It's it's not a fair situation, but you get that all the time in, in conferences that are as large, you know, that are ten teams or more, the unbalanced scheduling. So I, I think that's that's the key here. You, you know, not everybody gets has to face them on a year that they should be much improved. Um, it, it's odd that, that it's also happening for two years. In my eyes, I mean, a lot of times you'll see yeah. a situation like this for one year, but here they're doing it. For two years to accommodate, you know, pre-existing schedules, so it, it makes it interesting. I mean, everybody's always going to have a beef about something, and, and this year, it's it's who's playing them and who isn't.
0: Exactly. And let's let's before we let you go here, Craig, uh, just one more question for you. Obviously, the schedules are are pretty much out at this point. You're looking at the schedule for the Big Sky. What are two or three games that you're circling in, on your calendar that are are you can't miss them?
3: Oh boy, there's there's definitely so many. I mean, I, obviously, the first one you think of is, is Montana, Montana State. I mean, oh yeah. It, you know, it, it doesn't always uh, come down to 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 what you think it is because there's such attrition in the league. But I, I just think there's there's hardly any big bigger rivalry than that. You know, maybe you know Harvard Yale for sure. But but you know, I, I'm gonna certainly miss. You know, Eastern Washington's not playing Montana this year. That that mm-hmm. was always one. Um, that Eastern Washington Idaho game this year is is going to be interesting. I mean, those yeah. teams were, were always rivals. I just think there's so many this year. I mean, um, you know, Weber State uh, is going to be good again, at, despite that all oh, they lost. I mean, they they have to take down Northern Arizona. I, there's so many, um, but my first thought would always be Montana Montana State. I mean, that's just a great game.
0: And you got the return of Idaho versus Idaho State too. You got state bragging rights back on the line there at the FCS level. They've been kind of in Boise states at the FBS level, but we got the FCS rivalry going too. Craig, we're going to let you go, but before we do, uh, obviously you're a great follow on Twitter and everywhere you go. Just just give us a little uh, plug of a give give yourself a little plug here and where you, people can find your work.
3: Well, uh, uh, stats our are, are, uh, coverage is at www.fcsfootball. I also write for for Athlon Sports. Uh, Craig Haley on Twitter. You know we we cover you know uh, the FCS year round. So I, I hope if you haven't discovered us already, please do so. And you know, Dave Emory, I, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Craig, it's awesome to have you on. Uh, hopefully, we'll make this a more uh, common occurrence here. Always great talking to you, and you have great insight for us. So, uh, all right. So thanks so much, Uh, folks. That was Craig Haley, uh, senior editor uh, for FCS Stats uh, on here for the program. Craig, thanks so much. Thank you. See you, Craig.
3: All right, guys. Take care.
1: Yeah, Craig is good people, man. Craig, I I met Craig in person uh, for the first time. I want to say it was at the FCS championship game in North Dakota State illinois state games the mm. first time i met craig in person then i ran into him the following year at the patriot league uh media day uh craig is a good dude and he i'm glad he brought up athlon if you're not following craig on twitter which you should at craig haley uh his athlon stuff is phenomenal exactly. like exactly yeah. and, and you know athlon is the i remember getting athlon when i was you know, eight or nine years old, just constantly getting Athlon magazines. That's I still get their, I still get their preview for the FBS. It, it's great. It, it's yeah. great. And Craig, uh, you know, is a great resource. You know, he's a guy that that covers it soup to nuts better than we do. And he's there. He's a, a reputable source. And again, so if you haven't checked out the stuff on Athlon, go out buy the magazines. Yes. Check his articles out on Athlon.com. to do a great job there. But stats is where where he's that's his bread and butter. They they have the award show. Craig is good
0: people. And they do a tremendous job on FCS stats. We've been mentioning them, we have mentioned them all year last year. It's bar none the best resource you can find for FCS and FBS football, to be, for that matter. They do a tremendous yeah, do. job for both. And again, follow him on Twitter at Craig Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, not H-A-I-L-E-Y. I'm sure he's gotten that a
1: lot. <laughs> and also follow FCS stats on Twitter. It's at FCS underscore football, I believe. Um, yep. That's another really good outlet. So, again... Yes, at FCS underscore stats. Follow, just, just follow all of us. It, it, it's
0: okay. Just don't follow me.
1: You got to get all the information in.
0: <laughs> you got to get all the information. I'm still
1: sitting here shocked that you literally said a large shirt.
0: What? Come on now. Dude. <laughs> just because I'm wearing a sweatshirt doesn't mean anything here. All right, let's get into this, folks. <laughs> let's go into it. And now we're going to go into our final segment here. We're going to go team by team. We're going to do a, you know, just a quick hot take. What do you think? Yes, no
1: great garbage whatever you want to say it's your mentions not mine first of all my takes are not hot my takes are actually fire like this is between see a hot take is a trash take a fire <laughs> take is a great take so you mean the people that are
0: uh adding you on twitter and your mentions are hot takes they're hot takes okay but you're fire you give takes. hot takes i give fire takes okay, okay. whoa 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 <laughs> I, I was right on a lot of those hot takes thank you very much uh but we're gonna go let's go right through the teams again Alphabetical order.
1: We play no favorites. None. Timeout. Didn't you? Didn't you? One of your hot takes, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Okay. Didn't you pr- predict San Diego to beat North Dakota State? Don't even answer that. Go ahead. Let's let's move on to the to the second. <laughs> I might have slightly <laughs> been overconfident Yo, by Pioneer here league all, all jokes aside and North Dakota State fans will tell you this <laughs> every time you ask them about me outside of some other things but they'll tell you this though <laughs> uh, before, before we got out of hand there was like man and, you know there are good people over there at Bisonville, all those, those websites right but I remember when we first started doing the videos um, in 09 I predicted I was doing the playoffs I, I actually predicted Robert Morris <laughs> to beat them What the hell was I thinking? (laughs) Now, keep in mind, this is the same. During the same time (laughs) I predicted that, I predicted that, you know, North Dakota State will beat Minnesota. They'll beat, you know, they'll be competitive against Minnesota. They'll beat Minnesota. But to go in and predict Robert Morris to beat, Uh, I was tripping. That was a hot take.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. So no more hot takes. You will give fire takes. I will give lukewarm takes. How about that? Let's just start, again, right from the top, folks, from alphabetical order going down. Let's start with Cal Poly. I mean, what can we say about Cal Poly? Last year, it wasn't good. Um, obviously, they had their injury problems. They went 1-10. Cal Poly, though, normally a power in this conference. Do they recover
1: this year? Here's the thing. Option football will always give you a chance. I know yes. it's, easy to, it's not easy to say yes. that after they're coming from 1-10, but option football will give you a yes. chance, especially when you have one of the top backs in the country. So they're going to be competitive. They won't be 1-10 again.
0: Okay. I, I'm going to agree. I think Cal Poly is middle of the road. I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, getting Prothero back is going to be a big help. I don't think they're quite there. I think I think they finished probably five and six, five and six, six and five, right around there. Not really a threat uh, for the playoffs for me. Eastern Washington. Let's talk about them. Snub of the playoffs last year, even though they were nationally ranked in the final poll. What happens with the Eagles?
1: They'll they'll be back. Yeah. You know, they're a, it's funny. They're a bad team at seven and four, right? They'll be much improved this year. Like you mentioned earlier when we were talking to Craig, angry. And Goobrood is probably going to break a ton of records throwing the football this year. It'll be interesting to see what they do defensively, but offensively they'll put up points.
0: Here's my uh, lukewarm take because, Go ahead. I'm confi- because I'm confident in it. Okay. Goobrood, by the time we get to the end of the year, will be in the conversation for player of the year.
1: That's not a one. That's like the easy.
0: That's why I'm confident. That's like saying
1: there, there'll, there'll be 32
0: teams in the NFL. But the series. difference is, the difference is, I didn't say he was going to win it. That's right. a hot take. I said he will be in contention, and if not, a finalist for player of the year. And a I hot think take
1: would have been if the backup quarterback <laughs> at Eastern Washington would have the Walter Payton Award. That's a hot take. <laughs> exactly. That's why I didn't go there. Oh, I, I, I agree with you, though. I think Eastern Washington, I think,
0: is a, at least... An eight, if not a nine-win team this season. I think they've got a lot to prove and a lot to uh, shut up the doubters, including us. I think we trashed them a little bit too much. Just a Uh, tad. Just a a smidge. Just a smidge. A a smidge. So we'll see what happens. The new team on the block, the Idaho Vandals, moving back down from the FBS. Craig Haley touched upon it. They got a lot of good pieces in place. They got some questions on the offensive side of the ball. What happens with the Vandals back in FCS?
1: I'm a big Coach Petrino fan. Mm-hmm. i think he's done a great job considering the circumstances uh, at idaho. what i like about their team is that they are good along both sides of the line of scrimmage in yes. the f c s like i talked about with greg you can everyone can get good skill players it's more of those than they are very good o line d linemen right especially at the size that they'll be bringing to the table um so i think their o line and d line their line of scrimmage play will give them a shot
0: i think i think idaho is a chance i think they get a chance in that large bid this year uh they certainly have a favorable schedule they've got montana at home they got north dakota at home they do have to travel to montana state eastern washington and idaho state this year in the battle of the domes so you got some uh some difficult road games but i think there are certainly some wins they got fbs opponents on both ends of the schedule in fresno state and florida so we'll see how that happens though
1: first of all the Kibby Dome. listen if you're going into the end zone uh-huh. Your quarterback better be accurate <laughs> because there's no room for error. <laughs> I'm telling you, we played up there uh, when I was with the Cajuns. There's no room for error in the Kibbe Dome. You that mo- if your momentum carries you out of bounds, out the back of the end zone, you're legitimately hitting the wall. So are you saying that's a more
0: imposing dome than say It's a legit
1: the Fargo Dome.
0: It's a legit weapon. Are you saying that's a more intimidating than the Fargo Dome?
1: You try to you try to a <laughs> you try to hot <laughs> take. I caught it. You try to there. beat me
0: to a high take. All right, you caught me on that. We call it. Let's move on. Let's move on to the other in state rivals for Idaho, though. Idaho State. Four and seven last season, the Bengals. You like a lot of the pieces that this team has. You think they could they could be the surprise team, the flying the Whitman, perhaps. They
1: could be. And uh keep an eye on their running back, James Madison.
0: Well, that's presidential, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Is.
1: Is. Hmm. So they got a good <laughs> running back, they have a good quarterback, good receiver. If they can get better on defense, yes, they will be a flying ointment. But do they have enough on defense for you? If you can outscore people. That wasn't the answer I was looking for. I, well, I'm,
0: just, I'm giving <laughs> the defense a
1: chance to get better.
0: I, I think Idaho State, I think, again, middle of the road, I think they have a chance of getting over 500 this year. I don't think they're there quite yet, but they could cause a lot of headaches for the big teams. And
1: remember, their coach came in in a weird situation, you know, yeah, it, like mid, almost in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So – first full year within his system a normal schedule yeah you're right
0: they can be improved let's talk about montana we talked about them in the beginning of the show the old ball coach is back coach hawk is back does the montana do the grizz find their teeth again they lost in the rivalry game they finished seven and four that's not acceptable up that way what happens for montana hawk happens that's what happens right Hawk, hawk in a handbasket, perhaps? Hawk, hawk okay, okay. Maybe, I, that's a little bit of a stretch. But it's a little bit, you know. You know
1: but go ahead. I no. got you. It's okay. You eh, can try it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I apologize. <laughs> Again, we talk about a team that went 74 and they had a bad year. A lot of pieces returning. You know, I can even see Montana being one of those teams that that's real good, in, in, but not finish higher than fifth, right? Yeah. But still make the playoffs. I think this is one of those conferences where – you know a good team could be at five now that we know that the champion the me and the champion the swag uh, don't go to the playoffs so there's going to be some extra spots for and you know the the pioneers are really only in one team league mm-hmm. um, so yeah I can see Montana being better than what they were last year and
0: they're bringing in as well they're bringing in back in some new uh, coordinators as well they bring in Tim Rosenbach his second year as offensive coordinator his first year back also a first year quarter co- uh coordinator on the defensive side of the ball, Kent bear. So Wow. Could like, be a total yeah, listen, culture change in Montana. I I tell you what though,
1: Tim Rosenbach was one hell of a quarterback uh with the Cardinals. Yes. You know. So he, he was excellent. So for He was saying, excellent in this conference too. And there's something good about having a defensive coordinator with the last name Bear. Bingo. That, that just that just works. So by shout the way. out to Jerry Glanville, by the way, uh getting the D.C. job. With the Hamilton Tiger Cats, he's seventy-five years old. Jeez, that's but cool. I mean, when you when your defensive scheme only consists of blitzes, you don't have to really prepare much. You'll be popular. You'll be popular. <laughs> right. Let's move on to uh,
0: North Dakota again. Technically, an independent team this year, although games against them are going to count as conference wins and losses in the Big Sky. It's a little complicated this year, but uh, North Dakota last year again pretty disappointing three and eight. Do you
1: really see that much improvement for them this season? Yeah, I think so because they play a style of football that not a lot of people want to defend. They can run the ball. They got all the running backs. Yeah, You, know, you got John Santiago. Yes. You got a, a, a gang of running backs running behind the offensive line. And their defensive line is really good. Keep an eye on Tank Harris, another mm. pro prospect.
0: Tank. Gotta love a guy that's named Tank. Is
1: D-tackle named Tank, right? D-tackle
0: named Tank. I don't yes. think
1: any D-tackle named Tank has ever not been good.
0: <laughs> You can throw him
1: at a fullback on the goal line. You can Tank. do whatever you want to do.
0: Let's let's go on to uh, one of the surprises from last year, Northern Arizona. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw them making the playoffs at 7-5, and five, especially over Eastern Washington. They lost in the first round.
1: Can they back that up back-to-back seasons, or was that a one-and-done thing? As long as you have a good quarterback, you always have a chance. Case Cookis, although he's a junior, he has a lot of Jared Goff-like skill set. You know, yes. they both got that... that I like to call it that Jim Everett body, right? Mm-hmm. They just like they're 6'5", 175 pounds, right? Just long. yeah. You know, But he's good. And, uh, again, he's a junior, so I have to stress that. But that guy can definitely ball out. And also we talked about it earlier, Emmanuel Butler coming back. They'll be in the mix easily.
0: Again, they will have to deal with losing Elijah Marks. But you talk about Kuka's 22 touchdowns just six picks last year. He was the only quarterback that had over tw- – I mean, he had the fewest interceptions of all the major starting quarterbacks and still threw for over 20 touchdowns. This kid could be a star. I, I question, though, defensively whether they can hold up back-to-back years. That's all i about to say. Keep it out on their defense. I think their defense may be sneaky good, though. It might be sneaky good. It also might be their downfall. I, I don't think – I think Northern Arizona contends. I don't think they're there at the end of the year, though, for a, uh, for an at-large bid. Let's move on to Northern Colorado. we kind of a forgotten team in this conference. They were 3-7 and seven last year. Um, it's really the Colorado is a hard team to predict what they're going to do. But uh, anything that you can see from the bears, any, anything they can give uh team's trouble or no,
1: I think they can, man. Last year I was all over the bears special teams because they had great special teams. They can kick, they can cover, they can return both kick and punt. Um, so that they, they can compete in the third element. This year is going to be different because you know, those guys are gone. Yeah. But I, I, I see a team that's, you know We've seen them be successful, moderately successful, considering where they play in, in this conference. Um, they'll be a tough out. I still have to wait and see how they do along the offensive line, though. Yeah,
0: I, I honestly don't, I don't think Colorado, Northern Colorado is a factor this year. Um, I think they're going to be near the bottom, and to be perfectly honest. Uh, they, got a, they got a real tough schedule, too. Uh, they got away games at Montana State and Southern Utah, um, home games with Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona, and those are the last four games of the year. Um, just a real tough schedule for them I I just don't see that much happening uh, for the Bears this season there's only one team though that can say there's only one way and that's up and that's Portland State who last year finished winless 0-11 that's tough to do very tough to do we had a couple teams like that last year in the FCS first of all can Portland State get a win number one number two how many can they get
1: Listen, last year, two years ago, they were real good. Last year, they had a down year, yes. obviously. Would they do well? Here's the thing. They had a defensive lineman that signed with an NFL team. Dade, I believe his last name is. Mm-hmm. Devon Dade. Alumba, the corner, signed with the, uh, I want to say the Raiders. So they have the ability to, to recruit talent. I know they do a great job coaching up the offensive line. So their offensive line is always going to be good. So, yes, they're going to be vastly improved this year. They won't go 0-11 again. They could also find themselves being that fly in the ointment that we talked about. Because, again, O-line and D-line play is critical in college football. And if you're able to consistently recruit and develop that, you're going to have a chance.
0: Let's. I mean, let's look at the first two games. They're away at Nevada and then away at Oregon. But if they don't beat College of Idaho in Week 3, there's no hope. Let's be really, If they don't beat College of Idaho... At home, and then you know, then they have Montana State the week after. I mean, come on, Portland State. I think they do get a win, though. I think at least they get a win. Uh, they got a new defensive coordinator in Sadat. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, his first year there. So we'll see how things improve on the defensive side of the ball. But I don't think Portland State's going to be that much of a factor, to be perfectly honest. I think they could give teams a test, but I don't think it'll decide much. Uh, let's talk about another snub, though. Sacramento State just missed out last year again, seven and four. What do the Hornets need to do in order to get over the hump? Do you think they
1: have enough? I think so. Uh, I I like how they're built. Keep an eye on Andre Lindsay, the receiver. Andre he is outstanding. Lindsay. You talk about Keelan Dals. They have another one out there. Uh, Sacramento State does, and, and uh, Andre Lindsey. You know that could be a a real really good pro prospect. Six three by one ninety five, something like that. Mm. Good speed. So we talk about this being a quarterback. Conference. This is a receiver conference, too. We, we failed yes. to mention Alex Wesley of Northern Colorado. So uh, I think Lindsey in their passing game gives them a chance. Plus, I like how they recruit their defensive players. Their secondary, I think, is going to be excellent. I think their defense keeps them in a lot of games, and I think their defense could win them a lot of games this season.
0: Um, you know, this is your fifth fifth year under uh, Coach Sears out that way. Um, they've got a tough Tough opening game against St. Francis, by the way, as well. That's going to be an interesting test for them, going to uh, staying at home but taking on a team from Illinois. Um, I think Sacramento State is a team that you can't really sleep on in this conference. I can see them finishing fourth or maybe even third uh, this year, especially if Idaho doesn't have the year coming down from FBS that people expect. I think Sacramento, in contention, right on the edge again. This year they might just make it. It really depends on what the pool of teams is um, at the end of the year. Let's move on to Southern Utah, the defending conference champions. Really, again, another team that nobody thought was really going to be that team that was going to win it all. We were expecting them to drop off. They didn't do it. They went on and win the conference. They get the automatic bid. What does Southern Utah do for an encore?
1: O line play is going to be critical. You lose your quarterback, yes. Uh, so you got to have someone ready to go. Uh, but they have probably one of the better offensive lines in the conference, and so I think you know because of that. They're going to be right back in the mix, middle-of-the-pack type team. But, uh, again, you only have to win. If they can pull off an upset or two within the conference and outside of the conference, uh, I don't know what their non-conference schedule looks like, but if they can pull off a big win within conference and win them one of those, let's say, out-of-conference games, whether it's against an FBS opponent or an FCS opponent, you know they'll be right back in the playoffs.
0: Well, they're out-of-conference schedule. They start with the, uh, the new team up from D2 North Alabama. That's, that's a sneaky game. game, man. That's a sneaky game at home. And then they're away at Oregon State, which is winnable. Oregon State? Yep. Yeah, that's right. And funny. home. And, and then they're away at Arizona, which is going to be tough.
1: Yeah, because they got Kevin Sumlin down there. But shout out to, to the Beavers, you know.
0: Mm, yeah, it's gonna. it might be another rough year at Corvallis, folks. <laughs> I mean, when is it a rough year at Corvallis? Right. Let's, be Let's move on to UC Davis now. Again, a team that was middle of the road last year. Five and six, had a pretty solid season we all know who we're gonna talk about though the whole year and who we're gonna be keeping an eye on. And
1: that's Keelan Dawes. Can he lead this team to above five hundred maybe in a playoff spot? I think it's gonna come down to the quarterback play. I like Meyer. Meyer is a junior, but got he got he has that, that Baker Mayfield uh in him. Twenty six touchdowns last year tied for the conference lead. Dan Hawkins is a tremendous coach. And so he's recruiting guys at U C Davis and I, you know, listen, I think when you look at Cal Davis, you're looking at a team that that a lot of people may consider bottom rung, but this team, this program, has some tradition in it. You know, yeah. you're a Jets fan, right? I, I yes. <laughs> greatest quarterback in Jets history outside of Joe Namath, Ken O'Brien. I answer that for you. It's Ken O'Brien. Okay, Cal Davis.
0: Go, I was gonna go Testaverde, but. All right, Ken O'Brien. Tessa Verde sure. played
1: play for every team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he played for us and just got
1: injured every year too. Yeah, but, he was good with the Jets though. But uh, Cal Davis is a really good program, and I think uh, Hawkins is the right guy to get them back up on that national. It was a good program D two. Yes, point when, when uh, uh, Ken O'Brien was there. But right. we're talking in, in in terms of the program itself. Right.
0: I th- I think with UCD, I think I you're right with Meyer. I think he is an absolute. I think he's a pro pos- prospect down the road mm-hmm. after his senior year. Keelan Doss obviously is. He could be a first-round draft pick if he has a big season. I want to see where else the protection is coming from, though. You know, it can't just be Meyer to Doss, Meyer to Doss. they got to close
1: out games better.
0: We saw that with South Dakota State last year, and they tried every time to go to Godard. What happened? It hit a brick wall eventually. Somebody figured it out. So if you're just going to continuously throw the ball to Keelan Doss, someone is going to figure it out. There's some really good secondaries in this conference. Eastern Washington is full of ball hawks. Sacramento State, as you mentioned. Northern Arizona. Really good. Northern Arizona. I want to see some running game. Show me some running game, and at least show me some other weapons in the passing game besides Dawes. We know Doss is good. We know he's a superstar in the making. Throw to somebody else, and you're going to win a lot more games. I think UCD is going to work that out. I think they have enough offensive weapons that they could be a real factor as a, if not a contender flying the ointment team in this conference this season they're going to be good and now let's go to Weber State now before the show you said that they are going to be falling off some the yeah. Weber State Wildcats you think they've lost a lot Craig Haley disagreed he said they're still going to be good this season why do you think they're not going to be as good as people as maybe Craig or other people think
1: well I, I look at quarterback is so important you know mm. Cantwell was good he, he yes. spread the ball around yes. he was able to make things happen with his legs um, Bollard is an NFL player. Yeah. So, obviously, the, the offense will take a step back. However, we just made the case for uh, Northern Colorado winning the third element. By far, Weber State has the best special teams unit in the country. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about in the FCS. Yes. You know, uh, all-conference kicker, all-conference returner, you know, their coverages is great. So, they can win, they can win games with special teams and defense. Until their offense gets up to speed. So, until I see it, you know, I, I, yep. I can't only I can fully buy into the offense. But their defense is going to be good. Their linebacking core, their defensive line is excellent. Special teams is great. Defensive special teams can win them games. Yep. Can their offense win the big games? That's going to be the biggest key. That will be the
0: question. And they do not have Montana on their schedule this year. That's going to help. Most of their tough opponents, they have them at home. They've got – Eastern Washington at home. they got Montana State at home. Sacramento State at home. The only tough road games are Southern Utah and Northern Arizona. I think those are winnable for them. I don't know if they're going to be at the top this year. It, As you said, it's going to really come down to what they can reproduce on the offensive side of the ball. We know special teams and defensively they're going to be good. We'll have to see because, again, they have a new offensive coordinator there as well. they got yeah. a new offensive coordinator in Dave Schron. So... What, what does he have in his bag of tricks to relaunch this offense into something that's going to compete?
1: Well, everything is going to be new. and I, So, so
0: it, 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 it's almost better that way, though. Right, true. New offensive you coordinator, you know, you kind of total overhaul there for Weaver State. Okay, before we go, folks, we're not letting you off the hook this time. I know you don't like to give predictions, especially for big games, but we're going to go into this. We're going to think we're going to predict our conference champion. Oh, you're going to do that.
1: No, no, no. We are going to do well, that. Well, we got to have people watch the video, so I'm not going to give a full prediction, but I'll, I'll – How about this? You, you will say how many teams you
0: think are going to make the playoffs. Bingo. There you go. I like the big that. sky. And then –
1: I'll let you deal with the mentions on the
0: Monday. And then – but here's the thing. We're going to both give up with – come up with a team that is the dark horse. How about that? I, could, I can do that. Okay. So how many teams are making it out of the big sky into the postseason this year? Oh, wow. How many made it last year? Last year was Three? Three? Oh, it man. should have been. It could have been four or even five if a certain team from the CAA hadn't gotten in after losing to Albany in the final week. But anyway, go ahead. Hey,
1: you hey. <laughs> hey. he was riding them pretty hard too. Uh, I can't wait for the CAA week. Oh, the New Hampshire. Fa- you think New Hampshire is going to get in my mention? There? They will dive into your mentions <laughs> face first. Um, I will say <laughs> four. I think we can get four. I w- I this would is agree. why we need bowl games in the. Because I really want to say seven, but I can see.
0: Four, See, that's the, that's the one thing we didn't bring up with Craig Haley, and I want to bring it up with him. Call it FCS bowl games. Why are they not a thing? We made a great case for them last make year. Them a th- it's simple. I did it in 30 minutes. <laughs> you can make money, NCAA. We know that's would what you they? want. Yes. Yes, yes, you can get yes. more TV games, ESPN.
1: Yes. You have ESPN Plus now. Yep. You can do this. Just,
0: just do this. Yes. <laughs> just help it makes so here.
1: much sense, man. So I would say four. I, I'm looking at four right here on my list. Okay. I'm not going to tell you which four, but I will say four. Because somebody has to watch the video. Bingo! Yes, we get it. We get it. We'll
0: okay, fine. I'm going to also say four, but again, I don't have to do a video, so I'm going to put my... Let's, let's hear I'm it. Put I'm, it. I'm interested to hear it. On let's the line, go. Eastern Washington makes the postseason, and they are my champion. Eastern Washington turns it around, and they win the whole thing.
1: That's not going out on a limb, but okay.
3: I can no, understand
0: that. You can... No, because... People are going to – people like to predict, oh, they won this last year. They're going to win again this year. That's true. I do think Northern Arizona makes it. I think Montana makes it back in. Hawk happens. Hawk does very happen. Idaho, first year back in FCS, makes the postseason. Those are my four. That's not actually a bad uh, pick, Idaho. I think – I. I mean, you're moving down
1: from FBS because – FBS is so much better than FCS, even though they're both Division One. Shout out to the Sun Belt, though, with the Cages and <laughs> it. Though. You're not gonna see him in bad mouth the Sun Belt Conference on the first on the on the third Monday. I knew, you were, th- I you, knew you, you were gonna I knew you were gonna throw that, that in
0: there. So, but no, I think I think Idaho's got a good chance, and I think they are also my dark horse pick to win the whole conference. Okay, it's Idaho. What's your dark? Well, horse Well, pick?
1: It, well, Idaho. Um, here's the thing: dropping down from FBS, you already have the more scholarship guys on your roster. Right, right. Uh, so. That alone is going to give you a chance. Not saying you know scholarship guys are better, but obviously they have a little bit of more cachet than non-scholarship guys. Yes. Uh, but you know, so I, I can see why you say there would be a dark horse. A dark horse for me, um, and I'm looking at where I have them ranked. So I, I, I can see, I can see, uh huh. UC Davis being a dark horse. Ooh. Not to win the conference, but to make the playoffs
0: ah the Keelan Dawes effect
1: the entire offense effect think about it they started out hot last year they did and then it fell apart but they were competitive to where they finished what five and six something like that five and six yep they have a lot coming back so I can see them being that flying ointment so I would say that would be a dog horse and Weber State
0: okay alright I can see that too I can, I, I, until I, I see, see your...
1: the offense take the
0: field that's why I didn't pick them because I don't there's too much unpredictability I don't like unpredictability right I like predictability Folks, that'll do it for the 2018 Big Sky preview next week. We go from one. Of the, we go from the biggest conference to one of the smallest conferences, but it's an interesting one this year, the Big South. Only six teams, but we have turnover. We have Campbell moving over from the Pioneer League. You also have, well, not this year, but you have a couple of new teams starting to build toward the Big South. Hampton and North Alabama. Which we will talk about because we already talked about the other independent. We might as well throw these two into the mix. You've got the two powerhouses, Monmouth, and last year's shock, Kennesaw State, who really threw people for a loop, and of course the Blue Hose,
1: who of will be playing. I think it was <laughs> two years they go to the Pioneer League or something like something that. like that. So, but yeah, even though this is the end of the podcast for the Big Sky, this is Big Sky Week, so we have. The preview videos coming out on the FCS kickoff. Oh. We we're gonna take a look at the recruiting roundup, and some go. of the top talent coming into the Big Sky, which is always great. I love doing that part. Um, we're gonna take a look at the pro prospects. We talked about some on here, but we're gonna look at who are who are on my who's who's on my watch list by preseason 2019 watch list. We're gonna unveil the Superlatives video, which includes our preseason All Conference team who has the best quarterbacks, the best running backs, the best receiving core in the conference. All of that is coming this week. This entire week, it's all Big Sky. So don't just follow this podcast. Also follow everything else that we got coming down the pike. Everything coming
0: down. And and Emery has been working like a dog on this thing. Crazy. He's been going absolutely out of his mind. I'm sure Craig has been doing the same thing at FCS Stats, keeping track of all the recruits just to start with. Is crazy. Do you have any one recruit, by the way, that we should keep an eye out for in the Big Sky? Not yet. Got to watch the video. (sighs) I tried, You don't
1: understand how teasers work. Do you?
0: No, I no, I I am trying to give the people what they want. They want answers <laughs> at this time of all fake news. We don't want more question marks, Emery. People have to start following directions and go to the video. Fine, go to the video, folks, and we'll see if there are any impact freshmen. We had an impact freshman in the Big South last year. We'll talk about him. At, uh, that we did at Kennesaw State. I mean, we'll be talking again. All six teams in the Big South. We're going to do the exact same thing every week, folks, and it's going to be. Every conference, top to bottom, we're going to have hopefully more people calling in. If not, we just call Craig every week and we we'll get him to call <laughs> right. in. But we got the Big South coming up next week. We got one of the really big ones. We got the CAA in a couple of weeks from now. We got the Ivy League at the end in, in three weeks' time, which was an incredible conference last year. We're going to go all the way down to the SWAC, and then it's time to kick off games.
1: Well, before we kick off the games, we're going to have a whole... Uh, all-american show
0: oh the all-american right? show yeah because we
1: preview our yes. all-american team yeah exactly you like it yes. right exactly
0: and, and see, if I like it then you obviously should too just just see all you gotta do is follow us all you gotta do is follow us folks it's,
1: and we, we'll have some, uh, some FBGPU segments coming down the pike as well like tomorrow uh, which will be Tuesday if, whenever you listen to this podcast I'll be at Fordham with their new head coach uh, Coach Conlon
0: there we go. So, so there's always stuff, to him. always stuff coming up, folks. And, again, you can follow all this on YouTube.com slash footballgameplan. Follow my man Emery at FBallGamePlan on Twitter as well as at the FCS kickoff at FCS opening drive. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe in the podcast section to Football Game Plan and footballgameplan.com for all of your information. Emery, that's one conference down. We've got a bunch to go. Folks, thanks for listening in. Thank you again to Craig Haley for calling in and helping us out today. Shout out to Craig, man. And again, give him a follow at Craig Haley on Twitter. Follow him with Athlone Sports. Follow him at FCS Stats. He get, we got a lot of our knowledge from him as well, so don't forget to follow him. Folks, we will be back next week for the Big South Conference. For Emory, this is David Hassagen. Thanks for listening in.